Hi, welcome to my podcast, Connections to Heaven, with me, Mike the Medium. On my podcast, I'd like to cover topics such as mediumship and how it works, signs and symbols from spirit, and interviews with some very special guests, and much more. And of course, messages from spirit. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a cuppa, and I hope you enjoy listening today. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Connections to Heaven with me, Mike the Medium. So today's going to be about my journey and becoming a medium, juggling it around family, uh, you know, friends, children, life in general. So I'm going to take you right to the very beginning, my childhood. So Maybe it wasn't your average childhood. I had a really good upbringing, amazing family, you know, support, every everything, everything that you could ever possibly want. Um, maybe not everything, because when I was a little boy, I used to see spirit, kind of like the film Sixth Sense, but not in a gruesome way. There would be no, you know, dodgy looking ghost at your door staring at you or anything like that. But from one of my first encounters, I can still remember it to this day now years down the line so I was around six or seven and we'd just been out uh, to like a a children's play centre thing me, my mum and my sister we came home my mum and my sister was the first ones in and as I was coming in shut the door I just looked at the top of the stairs and seen that there was someone stood there and I ran into the living room and I was shouting my mum was like mum, mum someone's upstairs someone's upstairs so she went and checked it out there was nothing or no one upstairs she looked in every room every cupboard you name it there was no one in the house apart from us three um, so yeah so that was one of my first memories of that but apparently I'd seen spirit before that and would kind of wave past my mum and dad and everything and talk to people that no one was there and so yeah that's what my mum told me so that's quite cool so my memory is to when I was around six or seven so yeah, that kind of led to quite um, a fearful stage in my childhood then because I was scared to go upstairs on my own, um, hated bedtime, really, really hated bedtime. I'd see, you know, the door would have to be open just a little bit, the landing light would have to be on and you could always, I could always see as if, as in like people was walking back into, you know, underneath the doorway. So that was uh, petrifying, even though, I, you know, I shared a room with my brother as well, but he, he was, um, old, he's older than me, so... I would be in there on my own sometimes, or I would go to bed before him. So that's kind of when it would happen. So that wasn't uh, the the greatest, let's say. But um, and I also remember when I was in primary school, uh, we was practicing for like a Christmas play, and I was a shepherd, again, <laughs> like for years on the run. Always the tea towel job on your head, elastic band or whatever it was that held it there. I was always a shepherd. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, I was on the stage and was rehearsing, and I can only describe what scene, there was a gentleman stood at the doorway, which was where the reception area was of the school. Everyone else was in class and everything. And I remember saying to the teacher, I said, Miss, there's a, a teacher that's outside. But none of us knew who he was because, well, it was only me that seen him. And I was like, I don't know who it is, but there's a teacher that's waiting at the door. And she went, she said, no, there's not. And she went and checked and there was no one there. And I always remember that because it's, it's quite eerie in there anyway. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's, that's another experience that I had. But then... As I, you know, as life kind of progressed a bit more, got a bit older, got into high school, um, I was more aware of it then, as in 
I kind of had an inkling on what it was kind of thing. So I was like, right, this isn't maybe normal, but I didn't really tell anyone about it. I used to tell my mum because I was scared and I used to say like, there's, there's people in the house and she's like, no, there's not. It's just us that live here. I was like, mum, there's not, there's people in the house. Um, but I think I actually scared my mum a bit to be fair with, with uh, some of it that I was saying. So she kind of brushed it under the rug. So she didn't look scared to try and help me, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so when I was in first year of high school, um, I actually lost my granddad and that was my first ever big loss that I'd lost because, you know, he, he was like another dad to me. I'm very lucky my dad's still here and we have a great connection and whatnot, but my granddad was just like another dad. So when, when we lost him, that hit me hard, like really, really hard. And I remember sitting on the end of my bed and like hysterically crying, shouting him to show himself anything, to give me something, and literally there was nothing. Not even so much as a temperature change, not a creak in the floorboard, nothing. I was I was devastated, absolutely devastated. So um, that was my first encounter with grief, and, you know, it was horrific. Still miss him to this day now, and it's still I still find it hard at times. You know, like when something special is going on in the family or in life in general, and you just love to them to physically be there, but understanding now more than ever that I know firsthand that they truly are never more than a thought away so he is still experiencing things through us all just in a more unique and special way so yes then high school that was um a little bit tricky because I lost him and then I had to stay off for a bit because there was enough at state to kind of go in school so I'd stay off for a while uh, but then when I finally went back in um just you know tried to carry on as best as you can as as we all did and then I think I was in year eight I think it was year eight hang on let me think I don't know if it was year eight or year nine but anyway one night I was going out with my friends and we all went on this park we was just sitting around having a laugh and that morning I just had this horrific feeling that something bad was going to happen and I couldn't quite explain it to be honest like it just felt like somebody was going to die as you know as bizarre as that might sound or as dramatic as that might sound so my first thought was my nana um thinking oh my god I hope we don't lose her you know, I've already lost my granddad, can't go through that again kind of thing. And actually, it turned out I seen her twice that day and she was happy and healthy, you know, smiling her head off, having a laugh. She was fine. So I just kind of ignored it and I thought, no, it's just me, you know, being silly. And then I went out with my friends that night and that feeling was still there and I was trying to ignore it as much as I could. And I'd just seen this lad go past on a, on his bike and that gut-wrenching feeling kind of came back again. So I thought, this just doesn't feel right. I'm going to, you know, pretend I've got a headache, I'm going to go home, kind of thing. So then there's like, no, just stay out, just stay out for a bit longer. So I did, um, again, ignoring that little nudge. And then before you know it, there's like 30 people that came onto the park and we got jumped. Me and this lad got jumped. Um, he came off, all right, the other lad. Got time to cover himself, but I didn't. So yeah, we, we got jumped. And um, so after that, that kind of affected me in a way where I didn't really want to go out again. And I know that everyone deals with it differently. So, you know, like my brother, me and my brother have a great connection. But he's much different to that, how I am. We're just two different people, I suppose. But he um, he was always like, oh, go on, just go out and stop. You know, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But it really did affect me and my life in a sense to where I didn't want to go out again. So it was like months went down the line, possibly even a year, maybe two years that I didn't go out properly with friends again because I was like so anxious after it all so when I finally come around to going out again and just like being with friends and family and around other people this is when it really like 
heightened my senses because I was used to only being around my immediate family that when I become when I was around other people become so much more alert in a sense and I didn't know what to make of it and I was confused by it but I always remember my sister watching this um there were some programs on tv uh, about psychics and mediums and stuff and I remember watching it with her one day and I thought oh wow that why well, I can do that that's that's so weird like I pick up on the information in that way so yeah so I was like wow that's what that is I'm going crazy I actually thought I was losing my marbles a bit to be fair but yeah so I when um I was back in school properly again after that and everything and I would be around friends in school and they would tell me things or they'd be talking about the family and it was like I knew the ending of the conversation before it even happened and especially if they was talking about a loved one that they'd lost I'd either start hearing the name and then it'd be like it's my nana Joyce and I'm like holy shit I've just heard that name it was just so bizarre and so weird so yeah that's when I kind of realized what it was that I was picking up on was people that have passed away it was a lot to get my head around to be fair and it's like what on earth but yeah so I kind of looked into different avenues I would kind of research it and stuff and see what it was all about and it just felt so real after that um and then I went on to meet my then girlfriend Sarah which was kind of cool as well because when I was a child I was actually remember being god maybe around my daughter's age so she's six where I always knew that Sarah, the name of Sarah would be super, super significant in my life, like almost like a wife kind of thing. And then, you know, years down the line, boom, met Sarah. And me and Sarah was together for six months and we, you know, things kind of escalated very quickly. We ended up with our son. She fell pregnant with our son and it was, you know, it's a nice surprise, but it was absolutely the best thing ever. But when she had had our son, I was, you know, I, she knew everything about me anyway, I told everything that about my weird side, so to speak, and she really encouraged me to go and try, like, development classes and stuff and, and like, the churches and whatnot, so that's what I did. Uh, I did that for a little while, and then I stopped because my son was born and it was just a bit hectic kind of thing, so I was just focusing on being new parents then, and then I went back again. Um, gosh, how old was I? God, that's really hard, I can't think. But th by the way, this is all in my book. This is when I've got my really good thinking cap on. So when my book does get released, once it's all finished, hopefully I'm aiming for around October time, that'll all be in there. Um, so yeah, so I went back and I was at a couple of different little groups just mingling in, like an open circle so you can practice. Um, and yeah, so that really helped, you know, to get me foot in the doorway, so to speak, to have that practice. And um, I was doing that for about three months and then, you know, I was just just started to read for the public, basically, which was, I've not looked back, it was absolutely amazing. Um, me and Spirit, I suppose, have helped thousands of people with healing messages, you know, validation, comfort, love, closure, you name it, especially Spirit. I always say that I'm just kind of like the postman for heaven, in a sense, so I'm like the in-between, you know, hashtag the medium, <laughs> literally the medium, not the large, not the small, the medium, so I'm in the middle. Um, so yeah, I get to deliver those amazing messages from Spirit, but um, so it really started for me, I think it was about five years ago when I read for the public, and I was so anxious and so, so nervous, thinking like, oh my God, you know, but it was just amazing, and I can only say that my senses and my abilities from when I first started to read for the public have just grown and grown and grown. It's actually quite fascinating to to think back to those times and to think where 
I'm at now with it. It's just absolutely amazing. I don't sit here and think I'm the best thing since sliced bread, but I do know that I do have a strong connection with spirit and it is your loved ones that come through to give me those incredible, you know, amazing healing messages to give to whoever sat in front of me or stood wherever we are. Um, so I really do feel blessed and lucky to be able to, to do that. It's not something that just happened overnight though. It is a big, big, big thing. It's not just something where I woke up one day, as you can tell from the podcast, what I've just been talking about previously. Uh, I didn't just wake up one day and think, do you know what? I want to speak to the other side or I fancy being a medium. Um, it was definitely nothing like that. It's definitely something that I feel personally was always there and something that I was always meant to tap into. You know, when I was younger, if you used to ask me, could you ever see yourself being a medium or could you ever see yourself reading for public and doing events? The answer would have been a big juicy no, like absolutely not, because I'm not a showy kind of person. I'm not like, oh, look at me, you know, I just like to be Mike. <laughs> very, I'm very boring, to be honest. I'm a very boring, normal person, but I like that. So apart from speaking to people that have passed away, you know, that's ex as exciting as it gets. So uh, yeah, but I've started to read for the public. Yes, in these five years I've read for the public, there has been a couple of people that I've met and I've learned things from them in a sense. And it's been, you know, it's just been a journey. It really, really has. It's taught me so much. It's taught me how to really appreciate family, to appreciate every single family member that you have, not just your grandparents, not just your parents, your siblings, your children, your wife, uh, your dogs even, like literally everyone means so much to you and this is what I always kind of go into in reading sometimes is that family is so important family's always going to be there if there's something that's gone wrong in your life with them or there's been a fallout it's never too late to try and make things right it's definitely definitely it's just not like they're so important but yeah so where I'm at now in life I'm actually booked up till December for uh private readings which is just madness um and my events they've been phenomenal I loved them when I first started doing the events I honestly thought I was having a nervous breakdown with the amount of pressure that I felt um I thought I had anxiety or depression from it because I was feeling it that much before an event and I'd get myself into some right states like emotionally and, and mentally but then over the years I really really did learn to understand that it wasn't my anxiety it wasn't my feelings that I was picking up on it was actually spirit can you imagine going into an audience full of like a like a hundred people to two hundred people? Imagine how many people that have passed. That's with just one person. It could be at least three or four. So I'm picking up on all this energy. As you can imagine, spirit are like super excited there, even before an event to come through. And be like, make sure you go to this person first or get over there. So I'm picking up on all of that. So it's a lot. But now I've learned to definitely uh, find the the medium with that, so to speak, and really choose to try and zone in and out and, and find the in-between so that I'm not wrecked before the event. I don't mind being tired after it, which it is tiring, but you also feel like you're kind of buzzing and like ecstatic and it's like, wow, that went so great. And I do love it. I love doing the events because I get to meet so many people and read for so many people and connect with so many of you in, in different ways. It's just, it's really, really special. Nerve wracking, but special. Um, but yeah, so that's the events. I love them. Absolutely love them. Unfortunately, they are postponed at the moment due to what's going on in the world. Had this crazy, crazy time. But yeah, that's, you know, story for another day. Something that we'll all look back on and be like, holy crap, what was that time in life? You know, madness. But um, so yeah, so now speaking of like earlier in my journey, when I'd gone 
try out like these churches and the development groups and stuff. Um, it's mad because like now I have my own little group and I run a little group, not anymore just yet because of the virus, but when it all gets back to normal, it will be. We have, there's only, I think like five of us, maybe six of us. It's only a small group, but I'll be doing more of those after this is finished to help others understand and come into their own gifts and abilities. Um, which is amazing, but um, again, the group of people that I have there, it's just amazing seeing how we all actually do receive and pick up on the information differently. I always say this during a reading that, you know, not all mediums work the same. We all receive and pick up on the information in our own weird and wonderful way. So like for me, I feel and hear a lot. And this is something that I want to talk about too. A part of my journey is that people used to think, and even I used to think that I would see a ghost walk into the room and they'd be like, hi, my name is Bob. I am... Claire's dad you know that's how I thought it would actually be but it's truly not like you sit with that energy the person that's in front of you or whether it's the person in front of you over the phone in an event it really does all work the same way as long as you have that communication with the person whether it's talking to them or being able to hear them the ones that are still alive that is it still works those those clogs still tick so yeah so I used to just be quite fascinated by it because I'd be sitting there so I'd feel like a pressure in the chest or I'd feel stomach like ache or headache or issues with the neck and then I'll feel that and then I'll hear something so it's like heart so like oh it's a heart attack or lungs or then I'd hear like breathing it's just so bizarre how it works but again it's something that my best advice would be you it's something self-taught because we all connect differently so I would never pass judgment on how someone else might connect with spirit because we do all do it in our own weird and wonderful way. We, it goes off our own frame of reference, so my frame of reference will be different to your frame of reference. And that's okay, everyone has their own different frame of reference. And that's how spirit connects, is through our mind, through those, psych, uh, through those psychic senses, so to speak. So they they definitely know what to do, but I absolutely love love what I do, I really do. And if I didn't, love it I would not be doing it and I always say to people that the day that you know spirit don't shock me or freak me out in a good way then that would be when I would stop doing this because you know I couldn't just sit there and be like really miserable I'm like yep your mum's coming through you know I, I feel it from them so I want to feel I want to give it to whoever I'm reading for exactly how I'm feeling it they don't come through miserable that's for sure they came they come through all cheerful and chirpy and happy and ecstatic sometimes they're effing and jeffing if you've listened to my previous podcast they swear spirit definitely swear um so yeah but i love it love this podcast love being able to share it with you all and and uh hopefully some of you can connect with messages from this yourself which i know a few of you have done already and be like wow this you know i'm taking this as a sign from my dad because this is our relationship what it was like and that's how he sounded when he would you know when he was here it's just it's an amazing way to reach out to you all and I appreciate for every each and every single one of you that have listened to it, that share it and comment on it and leave reviews. It's really, really appreciative. Uh, I'm really, really appreciative. Sorry, I meant to say. To read my notes that I've got written down here. Not very good at multitasking, as you can see. Um, but yeah, so where I kind of see my journey going is I really don't know if that's the honest answer. Where my journey is going to go, I'm just going to roll with it. But, you know... I'm definitely going to be doing this work for as long as I live. I'm always going to want to do this and help people in this way and be Mike the Medium as well as a husband and a dad. You know, sometimes it's difficult juggling juggling it around with family life, but um, well, it definitely was around the beginning because I didn't know what to do, like appointment-wise and this and that, but now I found the, the happy medium. 
No pun intended. Joking. Um, so yeah, so it's all good. It's all good. I absolutely love it. Not going to stop. Going to keep on going and going and going. Where I see myself in the future, actually thinking of it a bit more now, is I would love nothing more to do like a tour of events up and down the country. I'd love that. And I really, really want to go America too. So that's, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I'm going to say it'll happen one day. Uh, day one or one day, wherever the saying is. I don't even know what I'm on about there, to be honest. But yeah, so my journey is in this podcast and I hope that you do enjoy listening to it. Like I say, there'll be it'll be in so much more detail when the book is released, which will hopefully be October time. That's what I'm aiming for anyway, setting those goals in there. Still need to write the rest of it to be fair. I think I've done about 5,000 words in it. There's probably about another 10 that need to go in there yet. So we'll see where we're going with that one. But yeah, so my journey, it may sound boring to you or exciting to you I don't know I kind of thought I was quite surprised when everyone was like we want to hear about your journey and I was thinking oh my god it sounds quite boring uh, but you know never mind hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening thank you for listening to today's episode please leave a nice review and subscribe to my podcast you can follow me on Facebook at sign Mike Huff Spirit Medium and Instagram at sign Mike Huff Spirit and remember your loved ones are never more than a thought away